Sarah's friends. We are recording. We are. I am broadcasting live. Well, I'm not live. <laughs> I won't be live, but I am recording from Honolulu, Hawaii. So much jealousy and is happening. Yeah. I currently have a blanket over my head. Just love it. <laughs> Perfect. Great. A little little recording booth um because i don't have my full equipment with me so yeah doing what i can for the sound quality it's a good photo i appreciate the snacks and beverage that you have with you oh Very yeah good. you gotta have snacks and a beverage oh yeah although i don't think i'm going to be partaking of them while we record because this microphone would pick it up <laughs> sure and they my memory is old now but they they looked gummy in nature or like you might have to like really figure I don't know it looked like yeah well I'm my concern is the packaging the packaging is going to be very yeah very rustling (laughs) you'd be like the person in the audience at the theater show matinee yes has to open their thing right as the person starts talking yes absolutely oh geez oh that happened one time i was in a movie theater and this person like three rows behind me was trying to open their m&ms and they're being really loud oh, no. and finally they just like ripped it and all of their m&ms went flying everywhere no. and hit me. <laughs> <Yeah>. oh my <laughs> like, gosh that, that's my like biggest fear in a movie theater honestly yeah i'm a little i'm a little bit sad for this one Rhonda. I- Yes, it's bittersweet, I would say. I've so enjoyed our summer theater rendezvous. It's been so much fun. It has. It's been really great because it's something we both know a heck of a lot about. So it's like we get a little bit. I think that we've had a really great um, few like really kind of deeper conversations that were spur of the moment, which has been really fun. Mm -hmm. I've really enjoyed it. Just extemporaneous, yeah, in in depth analysis. That's because we do that. That's so been well. marinating in our brains for our whole <laughs> lives, especially like with today's topic. I've been thinking Ooh, about this text yeah, for yeah, like yeah. forever. Uh huh. Sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> so, looking back on summer theater program, what do you think was your favorite? episode that we did hmm I've really enjoyed all of them but I really I was really reflecting on our Camelot episode and I had a lot of Mm. I felt like it was a it even surprised us I think where it went and where it kind of grew to throughout the conversation and we had just had the privilege of going to a Ren Fair so it Uh felt um it just felt really fun and um that was a very immersive day. Yeah, and we, <laughs> and with your conversation on like politics and stuff like that, it just felt like a, an all-encompassing conversation, which was really fun. Sure. Um, yeah. What about you? Um, you know, I really enjoyed our Doctor Faustus conversation. Yes. Um, th- that episode, uh, I think. Out of all the summer theater episodes, I think that one had the least uh, downloads. So, like, people were not really into that. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. <laughs> and I think we made space for that. I think we were. Yeah, we're like, we know, like, like nobody is 
you know, like a hardcore like Christopher Marlowe fan, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> but it it was also why it was fun to have it, I think, because who's yeah. talking about Faustus on the pods? Nobody. <laughs> no one no one does. No. Yeah. There's plenty of Shakespeare pods out there. Sure. But who talks about Marlowe? Like no. hardly anyone. Yeah. <laughs> But um, so last I checked, I can tell you what our most popular episodes have been. Yeah. Let's see. So, so far, My Fair Lady and uh, Romeo and Juliet are the most popular. That checks out. Summer theater. (laughs) That makes sense. Especially when you're thinking about like a summer theater program. Those are. Those are the staples. Yeah. With My Fair Lady, that's not, I mean, it's talked about in niche market situations, but it's not like deep, people don't do deep dives that often into My Fair Lady, I think. So yeah. that's kind of cool. And yeah, then, usually people talk about it just from like the musical or artistry standpoint. Yeah. And don't really delve into like the characters and the psychology and, and that all that good stuff. Yeah. So. And people love to hate Romeo and Juliet. I'm one of them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you love to hate it or you hate to love it. It's one or the other. Or I just want to <laughs> kick Romeo out of the... Yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye, Romeo. <laughs> Romeo! Um, blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so, do you think we'll... We'll do summer theater program next summer. You know, I really liked this format. I really liked the specific theater um, foray. That was, I thought, a great Mm -hmm. idea of yours. And I would love it, honestly. I think think it suited our needs well, too, because you can fit some classics in there. And then you can, like, see... In theater, you can see how modern interpretations are going with a classic, which is really fun, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. What about you? What do you think? Yeah, I think, well, you know, we have a whole year. Yeah. Well, nine months <laughs> until yeah. until we start our next summer um, program. But, yeah, I could see doing this again. The, pro- the like, biggest... Uh, roadblock would be like finding you know six or seven more plays that are as yeah as well known as the ones that we did so you know what would yeah I think that would be (laughs) with local theater opening up it might be fun to partner with a theater company and like interview them maybe (sighs) yes I love that idea do like a a live show yeah Oh my gosh. Don't Ooh. listener, don't hold us <laughs> to anything, but I think that could be a really fun way to do it. Um, that could be really fun. Yeah, yeah, I would be. And I, you know, we both know people who have community theater connections. Yeah. So we could totally. Oh, I'm excited, Erin. Between you, I love that idea. Between you and me, I plan on auditioning for absolutely every single show that I hear about because I'm yeah, so starved it. for it. So, uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> oh, I like that. Okay, so keep an eye out, listeners. Yeah, in the next yeah. calendar year, <laughs> or not calendar yeah. year, in the next year. Yeah. 
I just like saying well, the calendar year. It's very the calendar funny. year. It is. It does sound very business <laughs> and professional. Um, yeah. Well, this so this is our summer theater finale, but this is also our season three finale. Yeah. Um, which is just bananas to me. Wow. That we've been doing this for almost three years. I know. I feel like Owen Wilson. Wow. I can't do wow. an. Wow. <laughs> I can't do an imitation, but I definitely. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Yours is so good. Oh my gosh. Yes. I'm really just copying Melissa Vias and yours. Sure. Impression sure. <laughs> wow. I love it so much. Um, yes. Okay. So what do you think Owen Wilson's favorite season three episode was? I think he would love the Faustus episode. I think he would disagree with everyone and say, I I need more Faustus comment. Uh, com- what is the word content? I could not think of the word for content. Um, content. Content. He would enjoy that the Faustus. That is some content. That would be some content. Yeah. Yes. Oh, dear. I am like, well, so what was your favorite? I am like trying to think of what all of our topics were this... for season three. I'm actually pulling up the Ooh, document. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. What did we do? Riverdale, The Dark Knight. Okay. We had our gothic fiction geek out. That one was cool. I love that. That was fun. We talked about Parks and Rec, The Witcher, Hamilton. We did the Pop DNA Film Awards. Oh, we did. <laughs> and then we did Black Panther, Pirates of the Caribbean, WandaVision, The Good Place, and the British Monarchy Cinematic Universe, and the Canadian Comedy <laughs> <laughs> Redux. <laughs> you know, I really enjoyed our Witcher series. I thought that yeah. was real fun. Um, that was another one that kind of took a turn that I didn't really expect. Yeah. But that was really fun. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I really liked that. I also like, I, I, I really enjoyed ripping Pirates of the Caribbean to be, to pieces <laughs> with you. That was real fun. Yeah, I was just thinking about, I loved... Um, the pirates episode where I talked for course about corsets yes. for like 25 minutes. Yes. That any opportunity I get to talk about historical fashion. So I love like that, that episode of Hamilton. I also really, I think all of our Hamilton episodes are really cool. Yeah, um, absolutely. And of course, any time that we get to interview guests. So yeah. like when we had Darren on one of our parks and rec episodes, that I think that was such a great yeah uh, I think that episode is some of our best work honestly yeah I I really loved that conversation that was and it was it was so fun and he was so kind and giving and it, it was mm-hmm. it was great all of our guests were they were all really lovely yeah yeah that's true we had guests for a couple Black Panther episodes too yeah so and they were, yes, they were all amazing. Just really fun. So listen to those episodes again. <laughs> Anytime we get the chance to talk to other people who are sitting in rooms geeking out about things, it's just <laughs> yes. really fun. We just want to geek out about things. And people are generally uh, really welcoming. Like, yeah, like this is like, you know, if it's like, this is something that they want to geek out over too. Yeah. And so when you find someone 
who shares similar uh, geek out tendencies. <laughs> I think it's really, you get some really great conversations out of it. The geek in me acknowledges the geek in you. Yes, it's very <laughs> yes, good. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I really hope we get to have more guests Yeah. season four. I have a couple in mind. Yeah. And I hope they work out. So we'll see. We will see. We shall see. Well, we've been talking for like 13 minutes. We sure have. Not about Midsummer Night's Dream. So should we get to that? <laughs> Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah. The dream. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> for such... Yeah. For such a silly play, people are sure pretentious about this one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. People get pretentious about Shakespeare in general. Yeah. But this one especially. When it's such... It, you're right. It is such a silly play. It's like... like <laughs> it's complete, like, froth and fancifulness. <laughs> people are like, oh, no. It's, it's the same thing yeah. that you get. It's with, the dream. It's the dream. It's the same thing you get with like Chaucer and like the Canterbury Tales. Like uh, all of that is just nonsense junk. <laughs> but we're like, oh, but yeah. it's Chaucer. Like it's the same with the dream. Yeah, it's just. It was. <laughs> this is the silliest play. <laughs> yes, it really is. Uh, but I love it. Yeah. Um. <laughs> do you want to tell us? Just as a quick refresher, just tell us about the bird's eye view on Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, so for anyone who hasn't, like, my mom taught Shakespeare, so I've been hearing about this for, like, 30 years. <laughs> but um, just in case you have spent your time in more meaningful ways, A Midsummer Night's Dream is a Shakespeare comedy around 1595 or 1596. The play is set in Athens, and you could really call it a play about subplots. There's, like, so mm. many subplots um, that revolve around the general event of the marriage of Theseus and Hippolyta. So mm -hmm. they're betrothed, and they're getting married. And then one subplot involves a conflict between four young lovers <laughs> who are real ridiculous um you got hermia and helena and lysander and demetrius um so lysander and demetrius which those are like the pairings that should have happened Absolutely. hermia and helena yes together. oh my god <laughs> and demetrius and lysander together where's that play um, where's that i want yes i want to see that play please <laughs> and then at the same time, there's my favorite subplot. There's the six amateur actors rehearsing. And the one that I always forget about. I always forget about that subplot. <laughs> oh, they're so good because they're they're performing at the wedding, and it's a great opportunity for Shakespeare to make fun of actors and the uh -huh. ego. And I just I love it so much. And you get to see. You not only get to see their ridiculousness offstage, but you also get to see the play that they perform. And uh -huh. it's just the, the best. Um, I think of like the the scene in Austin Land where they perform uh -huh. the like ridiculous over the top play with Jennifer Coolidge in that like yes. <laughs> super long blonde wig. Yeah. Yes. That's what it. Yes. That's what it's like. 
<laughs> and all of the they're called the mechanicals but the mechanicals are led by bottom who has a whole subplot of his own um, as he finds himself in a forest inhabited by fairies and of course the young lovers mm. also find themselves in that forest but the fairies manipulate the humans um, and are also engaging in their own inner conflicts with each other um, Oberon and Titania or Titania however you pronounce it are um how well i guess it, as in theater however um whatever level of pretension you are <laughs> you are subscribing to that current day can turn it into titania or what you know it, there's varying <laughs> levels there but um it's all it basically a bunch of lovers in a forest with some fairies who see that they're ridiculous and start to kind of play tricks on them, all led by Puck, the masterful, mm. who I just realized I hadn't said anything about yet. Puck, the masterful fairy who's super cunning, thinks thinks that they're super cunning, uh, <laughs> depending on how you portray mm-hmm. it. And all of the magic of A Midsummer Night's Dream, really. Yeah. Yes. What were your first experiences with this one? Um, well, you know, this is kind of one of those, like, Shakespeare stories that's so, like, maybe not to the, quite to the same extent as Romeo and Juliet, but very close. That's just sort of, like, embedded in the culture. Yeah. And kind of, like, everyone sort of has somewhat of a vague idea of like oh you know there's like magic that like influences uh people's like who they fall in love with like that kind of idea yeah is very much in like media and literature um totally um and you know like kind of some of the other other things that we get in there like the idea of like fairies in the forest and yeah um I think that it's one of those things that we kind of, that like we're kind of aware of it even before we know specifically about the play itself. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so, but I think that like the first, my first like awareness of this, you know, like the play that was written by William Shakespeare. Um, <laughs> I think I was probably like in, I was probably in middle school. I want to say, I don't think that we read it for class, but it was like, there was like a section of it in our, in like, our, you know, like how like in middle school English class, you get like your book that just has like excerpts from a bunch of yeah. stuff in it. So I think there's an excerpt from Midsummer. I'm sure there was in that book yeah. in like seventh grade. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, you know, read that section of it, even though we weren't reading it for class. Um, yeah. But I just read it because I was a nerd. And then I <laughs> went to the library. I went to my school library and checked out like a copy of, of the play and read it. I love um, that. I know. And I think at that point, the, the movie... Um, starring like Callista Flockhart and Stanley Tucci 
Yeah. And Michelle Pfeiffer, you know, that one. I think that one, I think that movie was, I think it was already out at that point. So if I was in seventh grade, then yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I found that and uh, it was rated PG-13. So I was like, oh no, uh-huh. should I not watch this? <laughs> <laughs> but I watched it uh, anyway. And I really liked it. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of my how I was introduced absolutely to Midsummer, um, and I think that was like right around the same time that I first saw um, the Emma Thompson Much Do About Nothing. So I was kind of like this whole uh, Shakespeare yeah. uh, kick, I guess. Very cool. I love that. Yeah. What about you? As a theater kid, I have stage managed this show. <laughs> I've done every monologue. Hel- I've never played her, but I've done every single monologue Helena has in the thing because I'm tall. You connect deeply with Helena. I really do, especially because I was such a weirdo um, in high school. But yeah, it, like every Shakespeare class, <laughs> I'd have my sweet high school drama teacher come up to me and say, have you ever looked into the words of Helena I'm like yeah of course I have <laughs> you're not like give me some give me an Ophelia give me something I don't uh-huh. want to like you don't have to typecast me in my drama class like, this isn't the London Shakespeare <laughs> Fest or anything you can give me some meat to it let me play Lady M please but Ooh, I digress yeah. I could play her real neurotic and it would be really interesting. But anyway, that's for a different set of ears. But, uh, oh, Aaron. <sighs> yeah. Yes. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I have, I was 14 or 15 and I was stage managing a professional production of this. And, or assistant stage managing a professional production of this and I forgot to unhook one of the gates and I had all of the mechanicals mad at me because <laughs> oh, no. they couldn't get on stage um, oh, no. although they were old adults and I was a, a child so they could have figured out how to enter but that's my whole gripe against actors but anyway um, <laughs> yeah I have been around this play for far too long yeah i love it though yeah it's it's a lot of fun i think yeah my drama teacher played oberon and his young daughter played one of the fairies so she got to just sit with him the whole time oh my gosh it was so cute it was real good (laughs) i played titania in my shakespeare class in our like i agree we just didn't we were, in, we were like split up into presentation groups and my group had this had a scene with Titania and Oberon in it and so I was Titania. Um, I agree with that casting <laughs> so much though. I would I think you'd be so great in that. I would have so much fun. And you've got magical hair. Imagine like oh my gosh. your hair all <laughs> curly and pretty with like uh, fairy stuff in it. Come on. Um, that's like my style aspiration on the daily. That's so. what I'm saying. <laughs> You'd be perfect. It'd be great. Uh, I was also 
in that same Shakespeare class in a scene from The Tempest, I played Ariel and I oh. played Ariel as if um, I was still playing Titania. Um, yes. <laughs> I had like wings. Yes. And tutu <laughs> for Ariel. It was great. I, um, I love it. I wanted to do a full on like Little Mermaid costume. Uh huh. And like the the idea was that like okay we're not talking about the tempest that's okay that's okay so <laughs> my idea was that like I would be dressed as Ariel from the Little Mermaid and then um, the my classmate who was playing Prospero would like lean over and whisper like stage whisper Rhonda wrong Ariel <laughs> <laughs> that's adorable though I love that but I couldn't get a, like a full costume so it was fine yeah it worked out yeah. Um, anyway, so Midsummer Night's Dream. Yes, <laughs> that's the play we're talking about, not The Tempest. But that's all. Uh, we should talk about The Tempest sometime. We should. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> so <laughs> so before we get like into all of the pop culture stuff, let's just look a little bit at the sources. Yeah. For the play, because of course we know Shakespeare did not write in a vacuum. Right. He always had, you know, other sources for, like, sometimes just for, like, the full stories of his plays. Um, but in the case of Midsummer Night's Dream, um, there he collected several sources for different aspects of the play. So Yeah. Um, so we have um, writers like Plutarch, Chaucer, um, Ovid, Seneca... And Edmund Spencer, who, you know, was a contemporary of his. Yeah. I think a little bit earlier, but, um, uh, yeah. So we have, like, um, Plutarch's um, Lies of the Noble Grecians and Romans. Um, The translation from 1579 is where Shakespeare got the characters of Theseus and Hippolyta. Okay. Um, So this is interesting. So... Hippolyta is uh, Wonder Woman's mom. <laughs> yes. So I don't know if it's if it's the same Hippolyta or if it's a different one, but I just uh, yeah I, no I, I like that. I really like that <laughs> as truth. Yes, let's let's go with that. Yeah, the, the Hippolyta from A Midsummer Night's Dream is Wonder Woman's mom, right? Um, Chaucer's The Knight's Tale from The Canterbury Tales. Um, also has versions of Theseus and Hippolyta. Okay. Then we also have um, Ovid's Metamorphoses, which, of course, is also a source for Pygmalion. Uh-huh. Um, but this, <laughs> but Metamorphosis includes the story of Pyramus and Thisbe. Um, yes. So that's where he got that story, most likely. Um Reginald Scott's discovery of witchcraft from 1584 is the source for the likely source for Puck and for some aspects of Bottom's transformation. Awesome. Yeah. And then Edmund Spencer, like I mentioned, um, who's most well known for the Fairy Queen. um, He has another work called The Shepherd's Calendar from 1579, which um, was like a collection of stories about fairies and what was different about 
Spencer's writing is that he portrayed the fairies as um, more friendly rather than evil, which um, I would love to dig more into, like, the history of fairies in literature, um, because, like, up until, you know, Spencer and Shakespeare, and even after Spencer and Shakespeare, fairies are mostly, like, malevolent creatures in literature. Yeah. So it's interesting that we have these, uh, you know, very, very different, very opposite portrayals of fairies um, as, like, either yeah. good, either, like, good and friendly or as, like, evil and <laughs> and scary. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, we can dig into that a little bit later, perhaps. Um, but let's talk about notable stagings and adaptations. Yeah, so there's there's two really notable films. There's the 1935, um, which I haven't seen. And then there's the 1999, which I think most people have seen. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> with some just really interesting casting choices, like... Callista Flockhart as Helena, which is pretty obvious mm-hmm. um, with how people were choosing to typecast her at the time. Right, right, right. And yeah. kind of <laughs> how people talk about Helena um, and people ha- and how people choose to portray Helena. They kind of, um, I'm just going to go full nerd here for a second. Yes, please. There, there are ways within her monologue to make her strong and introspective and smart, but that's not the choice people often make. Uh-huh, people often sure. choose her indecision and like flesh out the indecision, flesh and her out her insecurity. Absolutely, and her insecurities and her wanting to be something else instead of making that really uniquely human and saying I have this really great friend who I think is amazing and I wish I were like her. And that kind of vulnerable state of envy doesn't have to be anything evil or ditzy or weak. Mm -hmm. And I have, I, it just makes me really frustrated. I think that's the really boring choice. Um, Yeah. yeah. It's Um, kind of like the choice to make Ophelia this like, weak and flighty yeah. and helpless victim. Absolutely. Which we see far too often. <laughs> you can be sad and introspective and still be strong. Yes. You guys. <laughs> but okay, I'll get off my soapbox. Then there's um, Kevin Klein as bottom, which I want to watch again. Cause <laughs> question mark, question mark. Right. Um, <laughs> And then Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci, yes. The Tucci. That's amazing. The (laughs) Tucci. And then Rupert Everett as Oberon and Michelle Pfeiffer as Titania. Um, And then I don't know Anna Friel as Hermia. I can't quite remember her. Yeah, I think the only only other thing that I recall seeing Anna Friel in was Pushing Daisies. Did you ever watch that show? Okay, I haven't, but I've wanted to. Yeah, that's what I know okay. her from. I can sort then, of picture her as Hermia, but I, I okay. need to watch the movie again. Yeah. <laughs> well, Hermia's a nut. We could talk about how Hermia, too, oh, is gosh. just called, yeah. called mean and rude and awful, when really 
she is sad and feels like her friendship she's is falling human. apart. <laughs> and she's a human and yeah. she and her best friend are losing themselves over guys and it's yeah. just okay, cool. Um yeah, but anyway. And then Christian Bale I know yes Demetrius. <laughs> Okay, you just... might know him. You might know him as Bruce Wayne, but I know him as Theodore Lawrence. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, yeah, he's he's an interesting guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just I thought that this cast was just just very of its time. Like all yes. of these people when are was like 1999. Yeah, uh-huh. this is a very 1999 cast. For sure. It's, yeah, and like it's very white. That must be noted. Very, 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 very white. Um, and in the staging and everything, they didn't really do anything with it. It's kind of just—I don't it's know. A very, like th- straightforward period yeah. piece on it. I think the only like real kind of like creative. I mean. There are a lot of creative choices, but like the only real like kind of out of the box creative choice that they make is setting it in like the 1890s, I think, rather than, you know, like ancient Greece, which is when it's supposedly set, which I think that's a really interesting choice because that gives you some really, um, some really cool costuming and, um, some kind of like cultural undertones. But yeah, other than that, I don't really remember anything like very, you know, bold about it, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I don't really remember anything about it. Either. I mean, I, I'm a little obsessed with Michelle Pfeiffer as Titania, though. I think yeah, that's, that's, I that's love great. her, though. I, I think she is real cool. Um, yeah, I like her a lot. But yeah, I just wanted to, I think... <laughs> By noting all of the people who were in this movie, I think my main point was, wow, this was the 90s, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, yes. Just... This was indeed 1999. <laughs> I would be so interested to see it in a new movie version, like, today. You know, yes. I think that would be really, really cool. Um, Maybe later in this episode, we could talk about our <laughs> dream cast. <laughs> Perhaps for a new adaptation it, of it, our Sega Dreamcast of this sh- of the show. Yeah, <laughs> <really good>. <laughs> <laughs> our Dreamcast for the dream. Oh dear! Oh no! Oh, okay. Um, you know, Rhonda, I was a little bit shocked by how few like retellings and references I found. Yeah, in, yeah. There really aren't a lot of. Like, well, there aren't a lot of, like, straight-up adaptations of it, for one thing. Um, But, you know, it did, you know, so you know how, like, in the late 90s, early 2000s, there was that whole trend of, like, making teen movies, like, like teen movies adapted from classic works, and there's a lot of Shakespeare, so... There's like she's yes. the man, <laughs> she's the man, of course, um, and like uh, all of the Julia Stiles Shakespeare adaptations. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so many of them. Oh my so many of them. Um, Ten Things I Hate About You. 
Yeah. And then she was also in Othello and Hamlet. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> or, I, or I think the Othello one was just called O. But yes. Because, was... <laughs> of course, yeah. it was. Of course. Because oh they had to, like, do something. <laughs> there was also, oh, do you remember? So, like, Clueless, I think, probably, like, kicked it off. And that's, you know. Yeah. Still the sure. best one of all of these. Love it. Um, but do you remember MTV made a teen movie adaptation of Wuthering Heights? Oh my good <laughs> gravy. I did not know that. Wow. Yes. Oh my gosh. And it had um, Francis from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> and um, wow. Erica Christensen. Oh. Yeah. yeah. The the titular swim fan. The titular swim fan, indeed. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Um, Anyway, we'll talk about that later. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But let's talk about Get Over It. (laughs) Oh, one of of my true favorite movies of this movie. (laughs) Your unironic favorite movie. (laughs) My unironic fave. Starring the guy, what was, he was in Fast Four, he was in some some teen television show that I loved. The guy who gets dumped in the beginning. Oh. Um, I haven't seen this movie in years, so. Oh, it's it's so good. The whole opening, the guy gets dumped by the Hermia, um, the Hermia of this, this movie. The Hermia of this tale. And he, he walks home and it's very much a product of its time too, because as he's walking home, vitamin C, if you remember her, vitamin C sings, love will keep us together while the entire town sings and dances behind him until he finally gets home. And then he shouts at them all to leave him alone. And cause he's, (laughs) it's kind of building throughout the song that he, he never turns around, but he knows that people are kind of staring at him in the same way that you do when you when you think that someone knows that you've just been dumped or just something's just happened publicly even though I don't think that they do know and then you kind of feel like everyone's looking at me and everyone's looking at me and then he turns to tell them all to leave him alone and they all just mill about and it's the start of the whole movie and it's delightful <laughs> that's great and yeah, Cisco but I is think in it Cisco is in it yes <laughs> And Kirsten Dunst, and they're yes. they're putting on a, pl- a production of Midsummer Night's Dream, but isn't isn't their school's production of it? Isn't it a musical? It did is I, a musical. Did I dream that? Let's... No, it's a musical oh. <laughs> with with music written by Martin Short. Well, the the drama teacher is very overreaching and played by Martin Short, uh-huh. and his kind songs of like Steve Coogan and Hamlet too. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, and so then Christ- Kristen Dunst's uh, character kind of rewrites her songs to make Helena more introspective and pretty and like singer songwriter. And Martin Short is not pleased. Ah, uh, of course. Man, Martin Short, what has he been up to lately? I freaking love that man. <laughs> I love him so much. Ah. Uh... That's yeah. Now I feel like I need to watch Get Over It. I need so I need to watch the 1999 Midsummer, and I need uh-huh. to watch Get Over It, and then I need to watch Midsummer, 
Um, yes. Oh, <laughs> which dear. has nothing to do with Midsummer Night's Dream, but no, you should just watch it anyway. But it's um, it's great. It's yeah. great. Good for her. Um, Good. Yeah. Uh yeah, that's get over it. And it's just you guys, if you haven't, go watch it. Go watch this movie. It's so it's lesser <laughs> known, but it's so ridiculous. It's, it's very campy and yeah. yeah. Very ridiculous. Yeah. That's real good. Delightful. <laughs> so we don't have a lot of uh uh we don't really have any like straight up adaptations for tv though that would be interesting that'd be very interesting but we do have some like heavily referenced um yeah yeah um tell me about brotherly love what is that this is a lesser note i had to really scrape the barrel to find Uh references which shocked me because it's again it's something i've been learning about as a theater student for like most of my life so then to see it not given any i don't know it was just weird to me that i didn't find very much but brotherly love was the show about the lawrence brothers oh (laughs) okay Um, now it's coming back to me they live Whoa. in the city of bro- yeah exactly. They live in the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia. Obviously, and in one of the episodes, Joey Lawrence, for some reason, probably to trick a girl into liking him or something, he has to play Peas Blossom in a production of Midsummer Night's Dream, and he's. He's in like a a blue fairy costume and he just has to say like, and I or something, but you just get (laughs) the only joke that the, the, the only real payoff the joke has is that he has to say the word peas blossom and then he has to like be seen begrudgingly on stage in a blue fairy costume but it's a very it's such a bizarre reference for that show in specific <laughs> that like I just really I needed to highlight it but it's it's real weird that show was real weird um <laughs> I never watched it I watched I was like obsessed and like <laughs> don't take my word for it it's almost certainly problematic I saw oh, it in sure. like second or third grade um and I don't I don't think it's on, like, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. So I think people are just choosing to forget about it. But, yeah. Pretend um, I do not see. <laughs> that whole thing just felt of note enough that I had to include it here. Sure. Yeah. But isn't Peas Blossom the role that Rachel McAdams plays in, I... in, this, in uh, the production at the beginning of Slings and Arrows. I, I think, think it is. So. Because that's her yeah. line. Her line is, and I. <laughs> Aww, yeah. Uh, yeah. The dream. Gosh, she looked gorgeous I as know. a fairy. That outfit, oh my gosh. Rachel McAdams, please do a Slings and Arrows reunion. 
And dear listener, we've been at you for a few months now. Please watch Slings and Arrows. Please watch Slings and Arrows. It's so good. It's seriously one of my favorite. Like, it's got to be, like, in my top three favorite shows ever. Absolutely. Like, so good. Oh, my gosh. But, yeah, can you imagine if they did a Slings and Arrows reunion? I would. Uh, oh, my gosh. I would pass away. Well, it. And people would watch it. You got Mark McKinney. You yeah. got Rachel McAdams. You got, you got Rachel McAdams. Really... Come on, Hollywood. <laughs> you know, I think yeah. Rachel McAdams is powerful enough to make it happen. So we just need to reach her. And she, yeah. would, she would make it happen. Even though she's only in the first season. That's okay. <laughs> That's fine. She got That's too fine. powerful. She got yes. too powerful for her own britches, so it's she okay. Did. She can. And then just she go went back. and made Mean Girls. So, so come on, <laughs> chop chop, Rachel McAdams. Come on, chop, okay. Chop. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, watch Slings and Arrows. Um, so Aaron, I would yes. just like to point out that you have thought of a way to talk about Sarah Dessen in this episode. <laughs> I have thought of a way to talk about Twilight in this episode. We are masterful, Rhonda. We, are. we really are. It's good. Um, speaking of which, books. <laughs> Favorite transition. Oh, speaking of which, books. Yes. Oh, yeah. So... Sarah Dessen is a goddess, and I love her. And she, I've been reading her since I was 15. And she has this show, the, uh, t- gosh, let me start that again. <laughs> okay, um, yes. So, along yes, for the I'm ride, <laughs> my phone, T-Mobile is horrible. Let me, okay. Sarah Dessen we is a use, goddess. Maybe if, we're, if we keep doing remote recording, we should use, like, Skype or something. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Anyway, go on. <laughs> so Sarah Dessen, um, I've been reading her for like 15 years, and she's a YA writer who just, she sets all of her um, books in like a small beach town, and they're always about young love and blah, 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 blah. But what you need to know for this is that um, she needed to write a really pretentious father figure. So in this book, Along for the Ride, um, we meet the lead character's father as he argues that his new daughter should be named Thisbe. Ah. Who is um, a part of the mechanical subplot. Um, and it's it's Sarah Dessen being a little bit silly that who on earth would name your child Thisbe? Although and I, kind it's, of, I kind of like the name Thisbe. I think that's cute. It's really cute. Um, Could call her I think it, Yeah. Like, I think it's impressive, too, to make an obscure Midsummer Night's Dream reference. Uh-huh. Like, you have to be like a deep seat uh, Midsummer fan to know who Thisbe is. So I thought that was a really fun way of building the character of a pretentious father by being pretentious within one of a like one of the most known Shakespeare plays out there. So I just thought that was real fun. Yeah. That is funny. 
Is that does does the does the plot of the book echo Midsummer at all? Not really. Okay. Yeah. That would just that would have just been like perfect if it was like. Yeah, it would have been really cute. (laughs) Um, but she she names the lead character Auden, who's also an obscure English reference, and then. Uh She follows it up with, then, of course, his second daughter is named Thisbe. Ah, so okay. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um, yes. So, as you know, I am contractually obligated to talk about Twilight at least once an episode. And I've been in breach of contract for a little while, so I have sure. to make up for it. Um, so... <laughs> I put this in the notes that it was Eclipse, but now that I'm thinking about it, I think it might actually be Breaking Dawn that is partly inspired by Midsummer. Um, okay. Because it's the idea of, like, magical forces influencing um, who someone falls in love with, which, I mean, we haven't even gotten to how problematic that is in the play. <laughs> absolutely but i think that was like yeah so i think it's breaking dawn because that's the one where jacob imprints on renesmee (laughs) oh my gosh right yeah so i think you know what let me do a quick google because i'm pretty (laughs) sure it's on her um she has like written about it on her website i think so (laughs) breaking dawn Midsummer. What a subplot that was. I know. Wow. I know. Yes. Breaking Dawn is influenced by Midsummer Night's Dream. And um, I think Merchant of Venice as well. (laughs) Which, yeah, right? (laughs) Yes. Um, Oh, the ending is influenced by Merchant of Venice. Um, because it's what? like a battle it's like a battle of wits rather than like a full out physical battle like I guess Okay. Um, but there's also like she, there's also like this whole plot where like Alice leaves a note for Bella in a copy of Merchant of Venice <laughs> okay. and that's like a clue I guess I don't know sure yeah oh and then gosh. Midsummer Night's Dream with uh, yeah <laughs> anyway um yeah wow twilight check um (laughs) (laughs) i'll tell your i'll tell the um the powers that be that you did mention them so i did yes (laughs) my contract has fulfilled um um, but there's an there there's one other ya book series that i wanted to mention far less well known um but i think um better written Uh (laughs) as much as i love twilight um anyway so (laughs) like i genuinely love twilight but you know i just have a lot of notes (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) yes okay so the other way series i wanted to talk about is the iron fae series by julie kagawa um so this is like a teenage girl in the modern world who finds out that her father is Oberon. Um, <gasps> right? And then, like, the puck comes and, like, 
uh, helps her kind of navigate the world of the fairy. Uh, yeah, and I it's been years since I read it. I think I was actually was I no I wasn't a teenager when I read it because I w- was at least in my twenties I think when they came out. But anyway, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed the series and. I think I, yeah, I would recommend it. That's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, like, as far as I remember, like, it really just kind of takes, it just has, like, those characters and then kind of puts its own spin on them. So it's not really, like, a retelling of Midsummer. It's just, like, an inspiration, I guess. I love that, though. That's really cool. it was pretty fun. Yeah. And then I... I put a, a Wikipedia link in here. This is a list of novels based on a Midsummer Night's Dream. Oh, cool. Um, I hadn't really heard of any of these, though, so, yeah, <laughs> so yeah, that's yeah. okay. Anyway. But there are, I think there's, a, isn't there a ballet of Midsummer Night's Dream? Yeah. And then uh, Mendelssohn wrote music for and the wedding march like the famous wedding march um it was written for midsummer night's dream in 1842 so wow that's the one that's like oh how interesting yeah fun little factoid there (laughs) yeah you know i I think i could actually i think i could actually insert a clip of it in here if people oh that'd be fun hear it okay I think Midsummer is kind of one of those works that probably has an even broader impact in pop culture and media than we even realize. Because, like, there's so many things that, like, if you look a little bit closer, you're like, oh, wait, this is an idea that, you know, that we probably got from Midsummer. (laughs) Like... Um, or at least was like popularized through Midsummer, because like I was mentioning earlier with um, with like fairies in literature and in media um, where like I think now most of the fairies that we see you know they're like Tinkerbell or they're like um, (laughs) or they're like friendlier Uh or like you know more um if not friendly, then at least, like, you know, not scary to to humans. But, like, further back in, like, the origins yeah. of fairy lore, they were. They were frightening. <laughs> they were, like, evil and yeah. they only, you know, meant harm to humans. And so I think, um, you know, I mentioned Spencer's, uh, Edmund Spencer's works 
that kind of started this idea of fairies being more friendly. But then I think Midsummer Night's Dream really kind of um, popularized that idea way more than it had been before. So, yeah, that's, I would love to do just a whole episode about fairies and fae folklore because that would be fascinating. We don't have time right now, but maybe sometime. (laughs) Yeah, I would love that. What other ways do you think Midsummer has had a broader cultural impact? So there's this whole idea of dating within your social circle Mm. um, (laughs) that's very problematic and explored and kind of picked apart within this um, play so you get your classic puck line my mistress with a monster is in love because titania has fallen in love with bottom Uh and bottom of course has been transformed into a donkey or um the the improper word for donkey (laughs) as people a golden ass (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And his name is Bottom. And so you see the connection. Um, But basically, my mistress has fallen in love with a with a bottom. So um, (laughs) and it's kind of Shakespeare's way of playing with this idea and kind of poking fun at this idea that you can be dating someone who is beneath you or you can be reaching up to be as good as the your partner when in fact we're all human and well I think that's something (laughs) well you're right (laughs) and for some parts of it bottom isn't either but this kind of larger conversation about like she's too good for him or he's too good for her and people having that opinion of other people and other people's relationships that's really explored within this piece and it's something that we see in a whole lot it's a i would wager it's an episode of almost every sitcom Uh there is yes it's the premise for several sitcoms absolutely it's the premise for movies it's musicals it's books it's everything it's really uh and you i mean you see that conversation happening within this play so it definitely influenced that as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. I really, I really hate it. I think it's awful because no matter who you are, you never know another person's relationship and you can never like make those comments. And uh-huh. most of, let's be honest, most of the time it's about appearance. Uh-huh. So gross. Yep. Also, like both characters are flawed, yeah. you know, like. Come on, man. But anyway. <laughs> There's even like a show I haven't even seen. It. It's, it's, a, it's a show or a movie called She's Out of My League. Oh, like, uh-huh. This is yeah. something we're obsessed That's with. Same idea. <laughs> oh, good gravy. Oh, yeah, goodness. we should stop it. Yes. <laughs> Let's end that, please. Please? Anyway. Do you want to dreamcast the dream? Should we? <laughs> Should we dreamcast a dream Let's right dream now? Let's dreamcast the dream. Oh, I'm Let's so excited do it. for this. Okay, so I think first we need to kind of like set um, like parameters. So like, is this a stage production? Is this a film? 
is this sure. uh ooh what if this was like a a, a mini series I like that yeah, yeah for TV and then also like what's kind of our budget window so is this like a big <laughs> theatrical release or is this like a Netflix or you know some other okay. some other streaming or you know like HBO Max or something or is this like a Hallmark movie like what the <laughs> what are you feeling? what's our caliber <laughs> um I don't know what are you feeling <laughs> or should I, we just like we should... not worry about that and just cast whoever we want I feel like we should go be a big budget HBO okay. Max miniseries. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. I'm all yeah. on board for that. Okay. So, Nick Bottom, who you got? Oh, Nick Bottom. Okay, this is a hard one because I, I love this character so much. Um, oh, gosh. I was thinking about everyone else, but I couldn't. I was laying awake last night, actually, trying to think because I knew we were doing uh-huh. this. I was trying to think of who I would want for Nick Bottom. Does anyone come to mind for you right off the bat? Kumail Nanjiani. Oh yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Ooh, I love that in there. He'd I'm bring heart to the character, I think. I think that would be so funny. I he, think he'd be yeah. hilarious. I do too. Okay. That'd be My first thought for Robin Goodfellow was India Moore. Uh-huh. You know who they are. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, Puck is obviously queer in some way yeah so we you know yeah like i think let's play with let's play with puck's gender let's play with puck's sexuality i think that would be you know absolutely um oh i want to put for a gender swap i want to put kate mckinnon up for nick bottom (gasps) we can just have kate mckinnon (laughs) just like okay okay I just think, oh my goodness, I would watch that scene over and over. Oh my gosh, yes. I love that so much. <laughs> Ooh, Oberon's Oberon. Um, I feel like this might just be because I'm still obsessed with the Green Knight, but Dev Patel? Yes. Right? Yes. I was also thinking um, Idris Elba. Ooh, I like that. Oberon. Oh my god, he has oh, that yes, like good, smolder, you We're know. Do he has... Idris Elba. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. Yes, 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 yes. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay, Titania. Oh, Melora Hardin. <gasps> or um... yes. That is so Just because I love her so much. She's so and great. And I, kind of I kind of feel like she's auditioning for Titania. As Jan Levinson. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and Michael Scott is her pup, oh, is her bottom. Michael Aww. Puck is such a bottom. Oh, like, such no pun intended. But yeah. <laughs> okay. Ooh, and I like Idris Elba and Melora Harden Yes, that they'd that's, be such a gorgeous couple. That's hot. <laughs> that's hot. <laughs> <laughs> and, and age appropriate, which is refreshing. Yes. Um, which okay. Is refreshing. <laughs> okay. Um, who do we have for the four lovers? 
Ooh. I'm thinking maybe like Zendaya as Hermia. Yes. Absolutely. Oh, no. Oh, no. Who is that actress who was in Tall Girl? (laughs) (laughs) As Helena? (laughs) Yes. I don't know who... I don't know if she would even be good, but that's... (laughs) No, in the credits, we can just put a tall woman. A tall woman. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's not like the actress has to be particularly tall, because they can do things with, like, effects, and it's just, like, who could embody that? Hmm. Erin O'Loughlin as Helena. Yes. Oh, gosh. (laughs) Ten years ago. Um... So Lysander and Demetrius too, because they mm-hmm. they matter for the pairing. They do matter for the pairing. So Hermia um, Hermia ends up with Lysander, right? Yes. <laughs> I always forget who ends up with who. Um. I only know that because, but what of that? Demetrius thinks not so. So yeah, Helen is <laughs> into Demetrius. Love that. Genuinely, oh. genuinely love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this is tougher because I feel like these actors need to be a little bit younger, so they might not be as well known. And I also feel like this is a situation where the men are underwritten. Oftentimes yeah. in Shakespeare, women get underwritten. Yeah, Lysander and Demetrius this- are pretty interchangeable. They're kind of just there. Like, no one really cares. Even, it's interesting because they're such an integral part of the show, Mm -hmm. but they don't matter. And their dialogue is just kind of like, okay, like, it's not. Yeah, I have a very important question for you. Will we be casting Timothy Chalamet as one of them? Oh, you're a genius. <laughs> Which yes. one? Which one? I guess it doesn't really matter. Oh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. Um, okay. We'll just. Timothy Chalamet. Timothy Chalamet. I'm putting Tim Chal. <laughs> Tim Chal. Tim Chal. <laughs> Timothy Chalamet as Lysander. Great. Yeah. Oh, no. Let's um, do Timothy Chalamet as Demetrius. Okay. So Timothy Chalamet and Zendaya are one of the couples. And then, let's see, oh, I don't think it, how do you spell his name? Sorry. I don't, I think that's, I think is that's that right? right. Okay. Timothy yeah. Chalamet is Demetrius. Zendaya is Hermia. And then we need a Helena and a Lysander. Okay. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. That's not right. Hermia ends up with Lysander, right? Yes. Okay. So, we're, <laughs> so if we want Zendaya and Timothy Chalamet, then Timothy Chalamet would be Lysander. Okay. Perfect. Okay. I get so confused. <laughs> I know. And like, and again, in the writing, it like Lysander and Demetrius don't really have like qualities that are different from each other. They're no. both just kind of like <laughs> two dudes. They're yeah. just two dudes. <laughs> um. Uh, okay. Um. Let's do I'd like to put forth Sersha Ronan as Demetrius oh okay yeah I love that because I think she'd bring something to it you know uh-huh. she'd kind of like make it interesting even if it wasn't Sersha Ronan as Demetrius also I just really love her name Sersha it's super pretty Sersha Ronan I love it um <laughs> 
They say that correctly. Then could we have, ooh, could we have Florence Pugh as Helena? We absolutely Then it's just like half the cast of Little Women is in this, and that's fine. (laughs) I would love it. I really like Florence and Saoirse as a relationship. I like that a lot. I love that so much. Okay. So our full cast is Kate McKinnon as Nick Bottom, India Moore (laughs) as Robin Goodfellow, Idris Elba as Oberon, Melora Hardin as Titania, Florence Pugh as Helena, Zendaya as Hermia, Timothy Chalamet as Lysander, and Saoirse Ronan as Demetrius. Should we cast? Yes. Uh, should we cast uh, Hippolyta and? Uh, oh yeah. What's the What's the dude's name? Theseus. Theseus. Hippolyta and Theseus. Theseus. Hmm. That's fun to say. It is. Can Tessa Thompson be one of them? Yes, absolutely. Tessa Thompson is a lot. Hippolyta? Yeah. It's kind of a small role, but she would knock it out of the park. Yeah. She'd be great. And what about uh, Oscar Uh... Isaac? Yes, Oscar absolutely. Isaac I've been wanting to cast Oscar Isaac and Tessa Thompson as Darcy and Elizabeth for like yes. ever, but they could be Theseus and Hippolyta. That works. Absolutely, they could. Love that. Okay, this is a great and, cast. And okay. If... <laughs> yeah. Yes. Let's get on this. Yes. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do it right it. now. Yes. <laughs> So, if you have been cast, congratulations. Um, yes. <laughs> Thank you to Please everyone who auditioned. Pick up your costumes and meet us. <laughs> and, yes. <laughs> okay. Cool. So, yeah. I will, um, I'll put the, I'll put that on Instagram. And go ahead and put it on the, the, the theater wall, the, the door, right? Yes. As students walk in, Absolutely. too, so they know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. This would be we should be casting directors. This would be a really good show. I've been doing a lot of gender swap dream casts on TikTok. Yeah. They're so much fun. They really and I'm are. so good at them. Um <laughs> I would also like to put forth a theater option where it's just Phoebe Waller Bridge playing. As all everyone. of as everyone. Yes. That's another uh-huh. great option. I'll put that in here. <laughs> yeah. Or it's, it's flea bag, but midsummer. <laughs> Phoebe Waller Bridge as everyone. <laughs> as all of them. Yep, it'd be great. She would actually be a great Nick Bottom. She would. And a great puck. Yeah. I love it. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yep, yep. Yep, yep, yep. Okay. Um, we took a quiz. We did. It was a great quiz you found, too. Yeah. It was, it was fun. It was fun. Um, who did you get? Oh, I'm so happy. I got bottom. Oh, man. <laughs> I want to play this part. Are you part. bottom? If any, I, we all, all theater kids have their moments. Yeah, I, I love this. I got so excited. I'm bottom. Yay. Yay. <laughs> love it. Who did you get? Um, I got Titania. And ah. I, sh- I have to admit, I did retake the quiz. 
so that I would get <laughs> that result. But honestly, that's a very Titania thing to do. So it is. I stand by that result. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, nope, retaking it because I am Titania. Nope. <laughs> Who else did you get? Um, the first time I got Puck. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Which I kind of see that too. But you're a Titania. Yes. That's true. I am Titania, indeed. Uh, so if you would like to take the same quiz, we will link it. Yeah. Um, if you, yeah. If you would like to cast the two of us as Titania and Bottom, yes. um, please. So, send oh my us. gosh, how fun would that be, Erin? Uh, <laughs> That'd be amazing. That'd be so fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so check out our Instagram. We'll put our full Dreamcast there <laughs> so you can see. And yeah, Instagram, Twitter. Thanks for going on a theater journey with us all yes. all summer. We are so really I'm really happy with with our season three overall. Me too. It's pretty fun. And I'm excited for season four. Yeah. Should we tell them what we're talking about in September? We should. Oh, what is it? It's Downton Downton Abbey. Oh my gosh, I'm excited. Which one? There's a new movie coming out in December. Is there really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. So we're like just in time here. I'm excited. (laughs) When I texted you that I had finally watched it, your exact words were, (laughs) I have been waiting. to talk about the show for so long yes uh so we're gonna have this i think it's gonna be a a really interesting one to talk about i do because i think it's like it's a different it's just a different kind of work than like most of the other works we've talked about so far so yeah interesting i'm gonna i'm gonna get my psychology hat on do it do it do it Yay. Also, I'm in love with, I think, every woman who acts in that show. They're all so good. <laughs> They're all so I like good. good gravy. <sighs> I just, I can't wait. It's going to be good. I can't wait to talk about which Downton Abbey characters we are. Because oh, gosh. the Downton Abbey character that I am died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she did. Yeah. Anyway. That's next month. Season four, as we welcome fall into our lives. So Yay. ready for fall. So ready for pumpkin yes. spice and boots yes. and sweaters. Love it. My boot, my my knee high boots came in the mail. Today oh, this week. I think I, I need to buy some new ones. All of my winter. I think twenty twenty was too intense for anything. Yes. But all of my winter boots broke also, Uh so I had to order new ones. Yeah, it's time. Anyway. Yeah. Yay! Yay! Well, thank you for joining us for season three and for summer theater program. I hope you had as much fun as we did. Um, I'm almost certain that you did not have as much fun as we did, but Uh, hopefully you still had fun. (laughs) And always follow your Midsummer Night's dreams. That's what I want to say to you. Indeed. (laughs) And with that, we bid you adieu. (laughs) Adieu. (laughs) Goodbye.
Bye. <laughs>